0: we
1: Welcome back, folks, here on the Michigan Insider, Sports Talk 1050, WTKA, online at WTK.com, Sam Webb, Mr. Ira Weintraub on the other side, and it is that time of the show. The MGo Blog Roundtable every single Thursday. We break down things uh, relative or all the things that have to do with uh, Michigan athletics, and it sometimes sort of uh, transitions into pro discussions like it will today. We we're talking about the NFL draft, but we start out talking about Michigan recruiting with the MGO blog crew, starting out with the man that started it all at MGO blog, Mr. Brian Cook. Brian, how are you? I'm good. We have Seth Fisher. How are you doing this morning, Seth? Hey, Sam, reading a lot of your articles this week. <laughs> and then, of course, yeah, recruiting is on yeah. fire. Yeah. And then and then of course we have one Mr. Craig Ross who is interested okay. in trolling me today for some reason. I, I'm Ooh. not
2: tr- I'm not trolling you. I just have a, a different point of view even though I concede it may be ignorant. They uh I just want to point out that Brian Cook is fresh off the ballet. Really? And he's he's expanding his horizons. He's become a ballet fan. Maybe opera next, who knows. But it it's good to see that that Brian's, you know, worldview isn't quite as limited as it used to be.
0: <laughs> okay, I didn't know you were you're expanding your horizons there, Brian. Uh, I mean, you go on vacation, you do some things that you wouldn't do otherwise. What happens in Vienna stays in Vienna.
1: <laughs>
3: right, I mean, that's... he's he's always like slot receivers. So I mean, there's not a huge <laughs> like when Dennis Norfleet to ballet. Like there, there's he's, he's already <laughs> most of the way
0: there. Uh, okay.
1: Well, let's jump into uh, Michigan recruiting, which uh, this week picked up two more top two four seven players. We can get your takes on both of those guys, but I'm curious your takes on the reaction because Michigan vaulted to number one in the recruiting rankings according to twenty four seven Sports, and Ohio State fans stroked out collectively. I mean, they just went completely nuts that Michigan had the number one trying to just downplay it justify it some there's something to explain how Michigan could have the number one recruiting class in the country. It's like it was the last stand, Brian, first they're losing on the field now they're starting to lose in recruiting, and of course they're losing their minds as a result.
0: well, yeah, I mean this is uh they they're going through it, and I've been there, and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> Right. So, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of coping, uh, and I'm, I'm just glad that somebody else is having to do the coping. I mean, as regards the class, I mean, it's obviously not going to finish number one. Bama and Georgia are going to hop up there when they collect their bounty of five stars. But, you know, the, the notable thing to me is they got 14 kids in this class. And the only guys who aren't four stars are Ben Roebuck, who's literally the first tackle who's not a four star uh Manuel Beagle who just picked up offers from Penn State and Georgia and is the kind of like camp sleeper that you like to see as a 3 star and then a guy who's probably going to be a fullback.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Everybody else is in that like 400 to to 200 range to to 100 range where you get a lot of good players especially on the offensive line. And then you have some top end. And I don't know if Michigan's going to be able to reel in some of these 5 stars that they're still recruiting uh to like to stick at the very top of the rankings but you know for for Michigan this is how they build their program right they build their program on guys from the midwest who are not going to be you know your Texas A&M five stars guys who are good character guys and guys who who want to develop and i think in terms of not like a class for any school but a, a class for Michigan this is about as good as it gets
2: yeah, I mean the notion of Ohio state fans losing their minds is either a redundant or b a uh, false predicate uh it's It's one of the two or both uh but be but beyond that uh I would say, yeah this looks really nice it looks really good it looks like a good recruiting class, but who knows I mean if you look in the last five or six years, I think Michigan's lowest rated recruiting class i think that was 2018 or nineteen was the best, and so you know i don't want to you know lay a whole lot on on recruiting rankings because i 'm not a big believer, uh, but yeah, I mean from what I can see at, at this moment, it looks like the recruiting is going well, and it makes me very happy that that upsets ohio state fans is i that- mean i
3: mean i'm going to disagree with you guys, Ohio State fans mm-hmm. are absolutely reasonable to be freaking out right now, they should be upset about this they should be because what Michigan has right now, the reason why Michigan's looking like number one, and yes, get your screenshots in now, but the, the, the they have the class that Ohio State usually has at this point. What do they have? They have the five-star quarterback that they targeted at the beginning of the cycle, right? That's the guy they wanted. They went and got him. He's leading that thing, right? They have the best running back in the Midwest, right out of Ohio. They've got the best tight end in the country. They've got an offensive line class is pretty much built at this point. You know, you add one more uh, tomorrow, hopefully, and then you can add, you know, and then you can take one more elite guy. Like, that's where Ohio State normally is at this point on defense, on offense. And on defense, you know, they're getting names that everyone knew for a long time, except for Beagle, who now has a Georgia offer. Like, that's what an Ohio State class usually looks like at this point. And that's not what Ohio State's class actually looks like at this point. They've had a... Settled for a couple guys. They're kind of circling around some other things. Their receivers are good. They got their receivers again. But Michigan is not just taking it to Ohio State. They're taking it to Ohio State for the guys that Ohio State normally gets.
2: I have a question for Sam on this. And uh, How come centers are always either unrated or underrated? I mean, Oluwatini I don't think was uh, any kind of – uh you know, had any kind of rating. Uh, our last guy, the big guy, was going to medical school. He was he was a walk on. Uh, yeah, Ruiz. I mean, I-
0: Ruiz was a top fifty recruit. Ru- so yeah, Ruiz.
2: I mean, Patrick Googler was a highly rated center too. Okay. He was
1: yeah. a so, so, those two guys.
3: Do you know what those two guys did? They played center in high school. You know what most okay. great offensive linemen who are good in high school do? Play tackle. No tackle. one can waste a, okay. a guy like that out at center. Right? Like, okay. you're, most high schools just don't have that. <clears throat> if you have a, a guy that's that into football and who's that good and can move around and can push people around, you put that guy out at tackle and you run behind
2: him all, all day. What about this? Uh, the guy they I hear they're getting uh, his named Jake Guarna, who's a center. Yeah. Yeah, I down. mean, now he's a, not a particularly highly re- regarded guy, but Michigan seems to really want him. Really? Well, it's. Yeah. it's
0: it's the lumber. It's the wonderlick stuff, right? Okay. Like if you if you look at NFL Wonderlick scores, like mm. they get lower the farther you get away from center. Okay. And so there's a lot of guys who are physical specimens and can be good offensive linemen, but don't have the processing to be a center. And so the kind of things that centers have to be really good at um, are often things that recruiting sites aren't that great at tracking okay you know like if uh a running back is breaking a tackle that's pretty obvious if a guy's running a four three that's pretty obvious if a guy's six foot eight that's pretty obvious but you know if a guy's like okay i'm i i'm identifying this blitz and i'm shifting the protection so that our line picks it up and our quarterback doesn't get plastered that's really hard uh to pick up so i I just kind of feel like you know centers are one of those positions where you can take uh, rankings often with a grain of salt. If you do get a guy who is a highly rated center, that's probably a pretty good sign. But in terms of like what positions correlate the best with the recruiting ranking, I would put center close to the bottom. Um, okay. you know, cornerback is way up there. Wide receiver is way up there. But there's no
3: stack O D T. DT.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just hard for for people to project something where it's so subtle um, and you really just need to get inside a guy's head. So I feel like whatever Sharon Moore wants to do at center, I'm good with.
2: Right. <laughs> right, I'm right there with this you. track know. record is there.
1: I remember having a discussion last year about this time because NIL was such a – it's like dropping a bomb in the middle of a recruiting, right? You're telling all these teams that have been cheating that there's a way that they can do it. They can get what they were doing illegally. You can get it done legally now. So could Michigan recruit at a top 10 level? in the NIL era was the open question. and you know, the, this cycle would be, uh, last cycle would go a long way uh, towards giving us an answer and any possible adjustments they would have to make if it wound up being the case they didn't. And so they, I think it was 17 or 18, that they wound up uh, being ranked as in last year's recruiting cycle. And we've seen some noteworthy changes that I think have all been impactful. One of them was Harbaugh. The Harbaugh question was answered quicker. Uh, He dealt with it directly with Jaden Davis. That was a huge deal. You went and you really have to fortify, kind of like John Beeline did. This was kind of my my John Beeline analogy. He went and had a staff where every single guy was an excellent relationship, a good to excellent relationship builder. Wasn't pulling any dead weight along the way. And so we saw in the offseason, you, you swap out Matt Weiss and George Helo And George wasn't, wasn't a zero. George did a, did a good job. But you replaced him with two-time recruiter of the year in Chris Partridge. And you go and get, uh, you're gonna get Kirk Campbell, who absolutely is night and day difference as your quarterback recruiting, recruiting your most important position. You get that locked up. Early on your, your five-star quarterback, they did a much better job of getting guys on campus in this winter and spring cycle It's that was a night and day difference as well. You add all those things up guys and you have a recipe for a class that I think will finish in the top five. So I, I say recruiting rankings are a guide, not the gospel. You can't, I don't think you should be like, Oh, we got to have the number one recruiting class every single year. If you can have top five, top 10 class, you know a couple of years in a row, and then you fall outside and have excellent player development, that's a good enough formula If it's just about the player development though and you're just about developing guys, I think what you're gonna have is ebbs and flows. You won't be in contention every year; it'll be every blue moon. I think where Michigan is setting up setting itself up for is to be in contention every year now with the dynamic that
0: they have going on, yeah, especially with what they were able to do in the portal so I know going into the NIL, I was I was pretty optimistic, and then last year, everybody was like, ah, ah, ah. But <laughs> I just think Michigan needed a little time to ramp up, right? Because you know Texas A&M had that infrastructure in place, hmm. Alabama had that infrastructure in place. Most of those places had those; they just seamlessly transitioned, and now it's above board. <laughs> right. And and Michigan just didn't have that. I mean, so you know they just had a little bit of chaos because Harvard does have a lot of chaos, but. You know, they've kind of established themselves as the top dog in the Big Ten, and they're recruiting like it. And, I, I mean, you got to tell me, Sam, like, if if they're going to finish in the top five, they probably need at least one more five-star. Who's it going to be?
1: Well, <laughs> uh, you know, look, and this will make Ohio State fans stroke out. I think they have a good chance in Aaron Scott. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think they have a good chance in Aaron Scott. <clears throat> it's good.
3: I'll get to update my map.
1: So you know, I'll get into this. I mean, they they have some, they have some ties to him that will help. Uh, I'm not calling it a done deal, but you remember back in the days of Trotwood, Madison, when, when Michigan would go into, go into Trotwood and grab guys, and those guys weren't really even looking at Ohio State. Now, I mean, did Ohio State want all those guys? No, I don't think they didn't want Mike McCray until the end. I don't think they recruited Roy Roundtree. Uh but A uh, Ro-
3: roundtree we stole from Purdue Remember that was the whole right,
2: I knew, and- I knew. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. But you had to the, the do uh, Shaw the running back that came in And Brandon Moore oh, I Mike, think, Shaw. So. Mm-hmm. Mike Shaw and Brandon Moore came from there Coach Mo Douglas Tribal with Madison He's Aaron Scott's coach Oh and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It kind of yeah. gives you a little Kind mm, of makes you think there a little bit Right so I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that to say that is the is going to get it done. I'm saying you're dealing in a recruitment that is like you know you're not gonna uh, you're not gonna face a, an obstacle in the school, and that that has largely been a problem in Ohio. It, the biggest of which is you're getting beat down by Ohio State. But now that you're beating them, the obstacle is can you get through the barrier that often is at the front door when you're walking into high schools at Ohio for guys that Ohio State wants. Well. This is one of
0: those where you don't have to deal with that. I'm, well, well go ahead, Brian. They got a number of edge guys who are really highly ranked who they're in on, and I I wouldn't be surprised if they're managed to to rake in one of those guys. And you get a couple more of real top end guys, and this looks like a like one of Michigan's best classes in, in living memory. Because um, there's just I mean, I mentioned the three guys who are three stars, right? There's not a whole lot of like flyers or guys who you're just kind of hoping to come through, you know, and, and that's always. I don't I don't mind the occasional flyer because you get a lot of good players if you can really ID and Michigan can do that particularly at tight end, but they don't have to this year because they got pre-scored in state and they already picked up Hogan Hansen. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Pre-scoring, man. Pre-scoring is a big pickup. Pre-score. Pre-scoring gives me
2: TJ Hawkinson vibes. What uh You know what about Jared Smith? Is he is he is he an edge or is he a three tech? He seemed a little small or short. Really depends
1: on what what his body does. Uh, I think he very looking. He's two sixty five right now. I was talking to Brian Don about this.
2: All right.
1: He he thinks he'll he'll be three tech size, and that he won't be an edge long term. So, Mm -hmm. um, but he thinks he's physical enough. He's to to be that. It's just a matter of of adding the weight. So we'll. We'll see in, in the grand scheme of things his brother's an edge, though.
2: Right, yeah. <laughs> but, it's, but it sounds like his brother's a Notre Dame lean. Is that? Is I that don't correct? know. If I trust that. <laughs> well,
1: there, there were that. some, there were some. Yeah, man, no, no. So <laughs> Notre Dame, they thought that they were trending for Jared Smith, and then very mm-hmm. quickly here in the last couple of weeks, they came off of that and they started pushing for for Bryant Young really, really hard. A Brian Young and not Brian Young Bryce Brian. Young, son of Brian okay. Young mm-hmm. yeah. right down in Charlotte Christian, and suddenly they started trending with those Christian kids. I think that had a lot to do with what's going on uh it maybe not it, it maybe it wasn't in direct reaction to that, but I think it factored into the push that we see going on with Bryce Young right now, so I say that to say if you if you weren't trending with Jared Smith, I don't know <laughs> how you're gonna trend with Jacob Smith. There was some Kentucky talk there, but Jared said he's going to be recruiting his brother from Michigan. I, I, when, I like Michigan's chances.
0: There. When's the last time that a set of twins went to a different school?
2: <laughs> right. Like this is
0: the uh, one, the one situation where I'm like, oh, that's a package deal.
2: <laughs> right. Right. That's a really good question. I mean, uh, I can't recall that. Um, Texas was sure it was
3: going to happen with the greens, and Michigan was like, no, we're taking, we're taking that. I mean, yeah. That's that's what happens usually, though. It's like. You know, the twins will, you see the recruiting articles and they're like, oh, we're interested in, we'll see different schools. And like, one of them starts getting a little bit more recruited than the other. And then some school is like, no, we want both of you guys. And you know, if that's UCF, then
2: they both go to UCF, you know, like that's that's how it happens. But usually they commit together. True. That's true. And this this is already weird. yeah, Yeah. So it's already a little bit on the edge of the scale because... Uh, that's not what's this going is, this on. This is here. a bit of a
3: weird family, and I say it in a good way, by yeah, the way. Okay. But like when you start All reading right. about the like that the, they've lived in Japan, the they had a station yeah. in the Carolinas now. Um, he's kids, an
2: army, he, uh, marine, lifetime army, marine. guy, marine guy. Okay, yeah,
3: uh, and then the careful the, Craig. Yeah. Careful. <laughs> <laughs> Do not want to. Miss, don't get them mad at us, please. Not yeah. them. Um, yeah, and then the kids are going to school in uh, in Connecticut. And his quotes are like, yeah, you know, I, I try to get it through to them. And this is when they were 15. So, like, take a grain of salt. But, like, I am trying to get through to them. They got to work out and they got to focus on football because they got a real opportunity. And they just want to be kids and, like, you know, go go swim in the lake every day. And, like, the dad is on it. It's like, they, they had them visiting Alabama four times. They had them visiting Georgia three times. Like, this is... They they know how to use the system. They know how to like prepare these guys. They had them ranked right at the beginning of uh, of the rankings. Like this is a family that knows how the entire system works. And they've you know the the school that they went to has like one of the best physical training facilities out there. They were held back a grade, so they're uh, a little older than most of the kids in their grade <laughs> two, Which also speaks to like whether he can grow into three tech. I think that he's already eighteen years old, so it might not. That might not be happening. That might have been one of the reasons I think he looked at Michigan because Michigan's like, "Well, come look at our Mike Morris tape, man."
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, man. And listen, uh, all those schools that you mentioned—I mean, he had offers. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, had- he
2: had offer. Did he have an offer from Georgia and Bama? I mean, I saw that at at, at two forty-seven, but I don't know if that if that was real or not. I, I know Notre Dame wanted him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I guess I can't I can't. Speak to whether they were sincere
2: mm.
1: and because uh, you know some schools offer make offers that aren't committable. I don't know if they were playing that game or not, yeah. I just know he he listed those as offers okay. I mean he was and, at
3: Alabama and got the Alabama offer, both of them did got the Alabama offer with the picture of Saban at the same time, like usually yeah. usually what Alabama does is they'll offer you like with Loveland, right well they'll, they send them an offer, and then like they, they want you to come and work out for them so they can get your measurements and stuff like that, and then they come in. And then, it, then your offer is committable. I think these guys had a committable offer, but the other thing is, sometimes Alabama says, "Okay, you're here. We're offering you. Are you in or, or out?" And, yeah, and if, if you want to look around, then they're not going to stick them down right for you.
1: You know, and if they were, if they weren't committed, if they were fake, uh, I mean, you would that would come up. You mm-hmm. you wouldn't see the the back. I mean, you got Tennessee, you got Georgia with the offer, mm-hmm. Texas offers, Michigan's, Notre Dame's offer that. The offer list is too gaudy for all of that to just be, you know, they—they're embellishment. I, okay. I don't think that's the case here. I think Michigan went up and and Mike Elston did a well of a job uh, growing his connection with those guys. I think it's going to reek dividends, not just with with Jarrett but with with Jacob as well. And we'll see where things go. I, I said this this could be, this would be a spring summer cycle uh, that will. That will fortify this class. It, it won't slide out of the top 10. I think it'll be top five. And you look at where they sit with top two, four, seven guy like, uh, like uh, Channing Cook, top two, four, seven guy like uh, Jeremiah Beasley, top two, four, seven guy like Aaron Childs, should be top two, four, seven guy Amarion Stewart. I think they lead for all of those guys.
2: And, and is wide receiver the primary need spot right now from your vision for <laughs> S- Stewart and and Goodwin? I mean, is that our ship? I don't know what their deal is with him. But, I mean, uh, is that – would yeah, you agree that? Get, I,
1: think, I think they're targeting three receivers in this class at hmm. least. And I think that they – I think they are far on the way to leader for Channing Goodwin. Goodwin and i think that they are a significant leader for marion stewart as well i think you know this is one of those instances where i think their ranking or their view of a guy is different from the analyst view i th- i think Amarion stewart's at the top of their receiver board
3: mm-hmm. it has
1: been since he came back in july and lit up that uh you know the the camp the barbecue at the big house uh, day and that from that point on it was like this is the guy this is the guy at the top of the board for this class and they've been pursuing him as such he's so.
3: transferring high schools now he's not at bowling brook anymore right
1: uh, he's at Kimwood because the coach <laughs> at bowling brook uh retired ah. i can't remember the guy's name he i think he had a stroke hmm. and so uh he moved over to Kimwood. and he's gonna play his senior year there and you hope that that reaps dividends with uh with marquis lightfoot who is an absolute <laughs> beast over there so if you're you're trending with the marion hope maybe that gives you some influence in your edge recruiting too because he I think he's probably you know between Bama's high on him now SC is in there Ohio State's emphasizing Lightfoot Michigan was one of the early adopters and hope that gives them some some more attraction there but that that's an uphill battle with, with Lightfoot with yeah. with Stewart on the other hand yeah they're the leaders in the clubhouse for that one
3: that's good. I, I wonder if um the whole NIL thing, because one of the things I noticed is that most of the other classes are a lot smaller right now than they usually are at this time of year. Um, and I, I think that, like, it, the only thing that's really changed is NIL, right? Like, that's another piece that families have to figure
1: out. Well, and so, the portal. I mean, yeah. you know, you have school-saving slots. <laughs> for yeah. Why would I go get a get a get an fre- incoming freshman when I can go wait to see what develops in the portal? and grab from from there, at least in that that early portal cycle, especially.
2: There's 46 guys at Colorado, for example, <laughs> or whatever it is. Half of Texas A&M's class from last year.
1: What did you I guys, mean, I, I, before we get to the break, I guess we yeah. need to touch, let's touch on Michigan's portal entries here. RJ mm-hmm. Moten, Nakai Hill Green, AJ Henning, just your reactions to those
0: guys uh, saying they're out. Well, you know, when you get the post-spring, portal out, I think that's kind of an indication of what's happening on the depth chart. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think Henning was thinking that he'd go into this year and he'd he'd be a bigger piece of the offense. Probably didn't look like it was happening, so he's out. R.J. Mountain was like, I started 10 games let, last year. I should, you know, maybe I'll, I'll surge back into the lead, and that didn't happen. And the same thing with Nakai Hill Green, who was injured all last year, went through spring, uh, reportedly isn't all the way back. And all of a sudden Michigan's linebacker room is is pretty full because you got Rolder coming off a of freshman year where he played and looked good, you have Hausman transferring awesome. in and you have two returning starters. So if he's not Aaron. even on the too deep, then I, you know it might be time to pull a rip So I'm, I'm, I think Henning's a loss because you know, he was established himself as a very good returner and he's a good guy for you know, your gadget plays. But, you know, I, I honestly didn't think either the other two guys was going to play very much next year. And so it's this is the era where if that's the case and you're three years in, then it's time to hit the hit the bricks.
2: Yeah, I a hundred percent agree with that. I mean, it sounded like Hill green still isn't healthy and still has some physical issues. Michigan has improved the linebacker room. So while he was, a, you know, we, he was a promising player a year ago right now, his situation a bit problematic. So it's understandable. I'm not sure if it hurts Michigan that much. Henning does hurt. I think, uh, primarily as a, as a gadget guys, Brian said at a punt returner, um, so I know last week there we we somebody said, "Is uh, Cole Cabana going to return punts?" And yeah, one of and, us. And
3: Sam's making a we'll, face
2: at us the whole time. And one <laughs> of and one of us said yes, and the other two were like, "That's stupid." Well, you know, maybe it's maybe it's not so stupid. Maybe we're he talking be. to the insider here, yeah.
3: But uh, <sighs> I mean, with Hill Green, he's going to Charlotte. So I mean, that when when you oh, see the where they're ending up, and I, I know. Pogge's putting together a hell of a oh, That's Pogie, there, but, yeah. Yeah, but, um, you know, when you see where they're ending up, you can understand. And, I mean, at the end of last year, like, Moten was basically unplayable. Like, there was an entire drive that Purdue got in the Big Ten Championship game, which was... Yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you got Zeke Berry coming up. That You know, you're gonna... And, and the rest of his class is coming up behind them now. You know, dense back yeah. of the team. Like, they're... There's there's other talent safety that's gonna want to poke through and um you already have you know and Paige's not gonna be moving right more page page passed him and more yeah, is yeah. a star so. and
1: quentin and quentin johnson who mm-hmm. they you know the guys keep talking about sounds like he was definitely battling for that number three spot if not if he hadn't already surpassed but put, put it this way they played quentin johnson in the
0: in the playoff game yeah right they did mm-hmm. they did you know. So, yeah, I think I mean, I was <clears throat> a little disappointed with his season and I don't know exactly why that happened. It seemed like he went backwards a little bit. I don't know if he's hurt or just having some issues or or what, but yeah, I I didn't think any of those uh, those were all depth chart depth chart transfers to me where it's just like we don't have snaps for you. Yeah.
1: I agree. All right, that is a great point to uh take a break, come back on the other side and talk about the guys. The Michigan guys in the NFL draft, a couple of whom might have their name called tonight in the first round, not out of the realm of possibility that you see some winged helmets, uh, you know, flash across the screen. We shall see. We'll also talk about my Leos and who they're going to grab. Craig is already trying to sabotage our draft.
2: No, no, I'm a Lions fan. I'm not trying to sabotage that. Anything that bad can happen to the Browns, but I want good things for the Lions.
1: We gotta get to a break back on the other side here on the Michigan Insider on Sports Talk Ten fifty W T K A the ticket.
3: Still don't understand how you end up a Lions fan.
2: It's like a fan of a Big Ten
3: team being like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Rutgers from
2: now on. Well it it was It was the Browns. That's not I mean yeah, I mean, it, and I would still be a Browns fan, but they just drove me over the cliff with Deshaun Watson after Johnny Manziel. I couldn't deal with it anymore, and I said, I live here. My friends are Lions fans. I can be a Lions fan. So what so, do you
1: guys think of, of this talk about C.J. Stroud having, like, the worst, uh, was it, S2 score?
2: Yeah, the uh, process. The
1: yeah, they, they make it sound like he, and he didn't do anything. To dispel the notion. I mean, the test company tried to make it sound like the scores, some of the scores reported were fake. He made it sound like, yeah, he said, What'd he say? I'm a football player, not a test taker.
0: Yeah. That's,
1: that's not a guy.
0: Who, who they, asked he him who well you,
3: they asked him who you modeled your game after. And of all the human beings to say that he <laughs> he modelled his game after, he chose Mike Vick.
0: Not just Mike Vick, Mike Fick and Deshaun Watson. And Deshaun
2: Watson. Uh, yeah, that, that like every so- time
0: every time he opens his mouth, all I hear is don't draft me. Because <laughs> he was like, you know, the two games against Michigan don't define my Ohio State career. Yes they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> Own it! Own yeah. it, you slap dick. God <laughs> Here's
1: the thing, man. I have long been the, one of the staunchest critics of, of this guy. Like, Avoid him at all costs. Not just his track record against Michigan looking like he wasn't ready to deal with that kind of adversity, just the track record of Ohio State quarterbacks and the pros in general. just over history has not been good, but well, I he looked great to...
2: against Georgia, though, he, didn't yeah, he? Ha- he did. He did. He, I mean, he looked tremendous against Georgia, and that wasn't a weak defense. You see, if I, I'm still in the spot, is the if the Lions can take Richardson or Stroud, take them. No, because man. unless they're going to trade into and trade up into the early draft next year, I don't see how they. Craig they... was
1: hanging out on four twenty. You were hanging out last week this time, right? <laughs> you were on <laughs> no. Yeah, you no. were. And and still, still feeling the effects of 420 a week later. Anthony Richardson, correct? He's a 53% passer. I know. He's won nothing. You can't compare. (sighs) They compare him to Cam. Cam single-handedly led a team to the national championship. Lamar Jackson was a Heisman Trophy winner. I mean, these comparisons to me are ridiculous. He's nowhere close to those guys. He is the ultimate project. (laughs) I, he he if is trying, a project. He if is I'm a project. I'm trying to put my right. team over the top, I'm not drafting a guy that I'm not going to play for two years at least.
2: Yeah. So how do you see the gra- draft going? Three of the first four teams need quarterbacks, right? You know, you could if you're Houston, Yeah, yes, you need a quarterback, but do, do you
1: like any of these guys enough? I don't to, know. To take a quarterback right now versus if you think Will Anderson's a star or you think Tyree Wilson's a star, you take one of those guys and – you're gonna suck this year. So now you're in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes, or maybe the JJ McCarthy sweepstakes. It's supposed to be a better QB draft next year.
2: Yeah, it is. The I mean, is uh but you're gonna have um uh Wilson's gonna be gone and Anderson's gonna be gone, I think. So now you're sort of stuck with uh, a quarterback no reach, reaching on a on a corner.
1: You're not reaching you're, you're not reaching, you're reaching you on you watch Devin Witherspoon. See, this is where the Buckeyes, this is why they were coming after me when I said, look, you can't play like Illinois. You don't have dogs like Illinois has. You certainly don't have coaching like Illinois has. Yeah. But Illinois has some dogs in the secondary. And
2: Devin Witherspoon He was, was he's a good guy. player. Back on radio in about 20 seconds, guys. Can you, can you, can you somehow uh, trade down? And not still get Witherspoon. get Witherspoon. You don't no. think so? You think he's going to be gone in I, the first set. I mean,
3: unless Tennessee is jumping up for Will Levis or something like that. It's the only scenario I could see where like you go down like a, just a few spots, but at that point it's not going to be a big deal.
1: We are, we back, are back on, on the, of the, of the, the initial, Craig Ross is a great time yeah. to get on board with passing on a quarterback if you're the Detroit Lions in this draft.
2: I, I just, Sam, I, I just don't see how you can pass on a quarterback passing when quarterback. when you're gonna to have to pay Brag arm, uh, quarterback, fifty million dollars next year.
1: He he will, You won't have to pay him fifty million dollars. You talking about per year? No, you won't. Yeah, no, you won't. Uh, He's not gonna get Jalen Hurts contract. He's not gonna get right. Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. These guys are averaging fifty million dollars a year. Okay, you're gonna
2: he, have. You're gonna. I mean, you're gonna. You don't. You have to have a quarterback on this team. You are do. you going to get by with Jared Goff and nothing yes, else, which is what they have right now? Yes, you are. He happened
1: to have quarterback team to a Super Bowl. Maybe I mean he did do that, right? I, I mean maybe I missed that. And yeah. he did it's- something that Matthew Stafford never did. He elevated the team around. Who did you look at last mm-hmm. year, heading into the season, as hey man, that's a goat, that's a star receiver, right? <sighs> I mean, Hawkinson. Hey, he's a he's a good tight end. I didn't okay. I never thought he was a. I never thought he was a, a guy on the on the on the 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 level of a Kelsey or no. any of the other top tight no, ends. You're correct. And so he took those guys. He helped establish Amara St. Brown as a guy. He elevated the talent around him in ways that Matthew Stafford never did. He's 28 years old. He's already quarterbacked the team to a Super Bowl. You're probably going to have to pay him in the mid 30s, uh, 35. minutes. That's a bargain for a quarterback, a good quarterback in the NFL these days. He's a, and you look around, I was looking at the NFL uh, quarterback rankings on NFL.com this morning. They had him at number eight in the league. So, I mean, you're going to throw away a top 10 quarterback in his prime that's at a reasonable rate, relatively speaking. No, not for a project, not for C.J. Stroud, who's (laughs) looking like he's going to be on the board, and certainly not for Anthony Richardson. I don't even know why we have to have this discussion. (laughs) Man, come on, man! Get on board, not, man. Get we're on not board having, man! We're not having
3: we're not having this discussion. We should be having the discussion best, about Devin Wilson, best soon. quarterback available. Because what did the Lions do right do. before the draft? They dumped Jeff Okuda, right? Now that, oh, was, that gonna, was smart, and that was going to be their next cornerback. So now they need they a cornerback
0: anyway. And they dumped Jeff Akuda for like a fifth round pick yeah. because he sucks
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. it's, it's not
0: like they were like, oh, this is our building block that we're building around. Like they had already moved on from that guy. Yeah,
1: you know? and I'm no, saying yeah. that because he got my man Arby Pleasant fired. All right, it's <laughs> a, it is his fault. So I'm saying, yeah, I, yeah, good riddance. But to Jeff I, Okuda. my point I, is, that I am not there is a lying man. No,
3: there is no more opposite kind of cornerback uh, than than from Okuda than Witherspoon. Like but if you're listen, going the exact opposite, opposite direction, listen
0: to me. You're going to Witherspoon. Listen, listen to me. <laughs> Okay, if I'm you listening. pass up on a guy whose college career was basically Dominican Sue at six because he was a little fat at pro day, <laughs> you deserve everything that you are ever going to get as it. a Lions fan.
1: That's, but see,
2: that's not it. So are I you talking you, about Jalen Har- Carter? Carter. Carter. Listen, he, yeah, everyone but, agrees he's the best player in the draft. He
1: is the best player in this draft. There is no question, Brian, you are spot on. He, mm-hmm. he can be a game record. But not I've heard it from when when Miche threw it out there at first. I was like, what? "Man, come on, man! Why are you hating on this guy?s
0: Yeah, he's in the draft. But, even, you know. but a then little, you start... a little, a little reckless driving at the combine—that's just spice fact. Wait, right? he was going like
2: ninety in a school zone, or that's,
0: something. I mean, that's just that's just how he lives. Fast. That's how he plays. Fast.
1: Right. I, look, and I'm not making light. I'm not making light of 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 his driving uh, issues. I, I was even willing to, in the drag racing thing, as tragic as that decision was to participate in, I was like, okay, if that's an anomaly, I'll look past it. But then, like Craig is talking about, you got them doing 90 and 35 at another time. But the other thing that jumps out at me was Todd McShay's original report, where he was like, I'm hearing this dude is not a great guy in the locker room. Like, team doesn't like him. This is just not – and people ridiculed him, and I was I was among them because – McShay just threw it out there as this nebulous thing I'm just hearing. But since then, others have started to say the same thing. And I was talking to my guy at the SEC Network who has talked to that staff and talked to people around there. He was like, man, this is not – I'm just hearing that this is not a great locker room guy. He's just – he's got to be in a locker room with a good veteran presence to really corral that. And then came McShay's commentary this week. So if I'm going to ridicule him for not getting specific, with his critique, with his sourcing, I got to highlight when he does call it out, when he does give his sources. He said, quote, I've got one page of seven different sources I've talked to, and it includes quotes from the coaching staff. Talk about the coaching staff in Georgia. It includes quotes from the coaching staff. Let's just put it this way. As good as Jalen Carter was and as important as he was to the last two years winning national championship." I don't think there's a lot of people in Athens that are crying that Jalen Carter's leaving town. Now, he goes on to talk about it. That doesn't mean that he can't be a really good, fantastic pro. I just think he has to be in a, a certain kind of locker room.
0: Okay. Very, very strong leadership. Who's, who's on he going to line up next to? Aiden Hutchinson. In his Perfect. second year, though, Brian? Doesn't matter. Aiden Hutchinson is, is a golden god. <laughs> and he will get that man straightened out. Where did so Randy got Moss go? The Lions. Where did Randy Sam? Where did Randy Moss go? But Randy Moss
1: had Chris Carter. Chris Carter was a veteran, established guy in the NFL at that point. All right,
0: Just find somebody. It doesn't matter. Get. I mean, where did Warren Sapp go? What are we talking about here? I mean, we're hey, talking man. about you're. you're well, we're talking about taking a quarterback, and all quarterbacks are gambles. This guy's a gamble. Well, I don't but think he's also like gonna be the best defensive tackle in the league for ten he, years if he works out. Yeah, but see
1: here's my if I if that was if that was my biggest hole by far and I didn't have other holes that I needed to fill.
0: It is a but, hole that like that like, I could he, fill in no, a very, like, very
1: significant way.
0: Cause like you you got defensive tackles. Fine. You don't have a game wrecker. Like that's a hole. I don't care who you got there unless it's Aaron Donald you got a hole because you don't have Aaron Donald and this guy could be Aaron Donald he could be Nadamekansu N- he could be that guy and to me that's worth the risk yeah he likes driving cars fast in appropriate situations he'll grow out of that he'll be fine you convince me no quarterback <laughs> I don't think he's
3: going to be there Jalen Carter neither. you convince me all I heard all I heard Sam is that when Michigan goes to recruit against Georgia I'm taking that sheet of paper and being like, "Hey, man,
1: look how they badmouth their own guys at the draft. Did you see this? I thought the same thing. I thought the same thing, but no, I, listen, I think Devin witherspoon I think Devin Witherspoon is going to be a shutdown corner in the NFL. I mean there there was a pro football focus stat where they said he had more more breakups. That well, M. Live wrote about it. They
2: said he had more, more breakups than defenses. I think. Yeah,
1: than yeah, Then targets or something. Yeah. And it was just this, this, this insane stat. You know he's physical. You know he's coached well. We went over that during the season. This is what I was trying to tell those Buckeyes. Like man, they get the scheme. The scheme preparation is outstanding for this. I don't know what it'll be moving forward, but it's great right now. And then the Lions already have experience. With a guy from Illinois who came in and was big. To, I mean, they got it was a steal getting Kirby Joseph in the third round. Coming from Illinois, he was a receiver. They turned him into a DB. He comes in and intercepts Aaron Rodgers three times last year. <laughs> I mean, this this dude, and now you're getting an even better product from that same defense. That so, what you're saying, Sam, the is the
2: Lions time. should load up with a bunch of guys from Illinois. The
1: secondary? Absolutely. So yeah, now it's, now it's hey, Purdue.
0: Man, yeah. We <laughs> saw we saw Devin Witherspoon play Michigan. Yeah, yeah, and that guy is that guy's the dude. No, I mean yeah. that's like he's one of the best corners I've seen in college in a long time. So like, now you're
2: going off. back to Witherspoon over Jalen Carter. <laughs> no, I'm
0: saying you got to take Jalen Carter, but if Jalen Carter's gone, Witherspoon's <laughs> a fine pick. Okay.
2: I mean, yeah, I yeah. think Carter might go to Seattle because Pete Carroll isn't going to get so worked up over exactly stuff that other teams. Pete, make. Pete
0: Carroll's going to be like, "Oh yeah, I, I got, I got this. I'll race you." I'm yeah, Pete man. Carroll. Listen. I'm 85 years old. I'm. I don't, I don't care.
1: If I didn't hear, if I didn't hear from guys I talked to in the SEC, I'd be right there. I'm, I was trying because I think he's the best player on the board, but. It's just too risky for where the lions are. You got to get a guy who
0: you're confident. What are don't you trying do to do? Are you trying to make the playoffs? The lions—they trying do... to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> Sam? They don't do
3: that. They—they they came in like the very first thing they said was like, "We're going to be a locker room guys program here." Like that's that—that's what all the right.
0: franchise is all about. Is that's room fine. Guys. You can be locker room guys, and then you got the one guy who's you know Lex Luthor with no, seven. Witherspoon is exactly arms. the
3: kind of guy that they draft. He's exactly the kind of guy that they need. It's the one position that they really need. And the Lions want to win next year, not like develop a guy or take a risk. They want a guy who's like, okay, now both of our cornerback spots are, are, they just spent a ton of money in the secondary this offseason. They
0: only have those guys. For I a mean, few it's years. not like Jalen so Carter is dropping out of the first round. People, I mean, it's said that the Bears will take him if he's there. Yeah. Or the Eagles, yeah. So yeah. like, it's not a reach or anything. He's going. So if he's there when the, the Lions pick, you should pick the best guy in the draft. And ignore well, these, ignore right these quarterbacks. That. All these quarterbacks yeah. are going to be failures. They're
2: yeah. terrible. All of them? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I predict at least one of them will be okay. If,
0: I, I mean, no. Like, one so of, them be, be okay. one, one like, of them I, will be I, better I, than the, Goff.
3: One overall if, is going to be fine. If,
0: if, you're, if you're spending one overall on C.J. Stroud. Oh, God, yeah. That who, it, the, the consensus seems to be that it's
1: going to be Bryce Young.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, but like, I mean, CJ Stroud, every time he opens his mouth, it's like, stop talking. <laughs> Here's <laughs> the thing about quarterbacks. though. So
3: stop! 50% of the time that those guys get... Direct, I think like half the good quarterbacks have been ruined by the NFL. They go to, bad, uh, go to bad teams. By definition, you have to be bad to get the first overall pick anyway. And then they get bad offensive lines, and it's like it takes a while to develop into a really good NFL quarterback. And I think the ones who are the guys that they have are not going to transcend the franchises that are in position to draft a quarterback right now.
0: I just I just don't want some guy who like had Ohio State receivers, played against Purdue most of the time. And we saw what happened when CJ Stroud got pressure against Michigan. You know, he throws off his back foot and he's not nearly as effective when he puts up. And he got the one game against Georgia where he's actually running. Mm-hmm. But is he gonna do that in the NFL? No. He's a pocket passer in the NFL. He's not going to use his athleticism because he doesn't want to. Like, right? Like, the reason that he didn't run against Michigan is straight up he didn't want to. And Mm -hmm. that's not a guy who I want to be my quarterback. And, you know, his information processing skills have some question marks associated because, again, every time he opens his mouth, he makes himself look like an idiot. Like, no disputing that. like Vic and and Watson are your heroes. Michigan losing to Michigan doesn't define me. I'm a football player, not a test taker. Shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> shut up and go one overall. But you can't do that, so you keep talking. And now you're now you're the probably the good news is drop.
3: an NFL quarterback never has to go in front of the media, right? Like, like
0: <laughs> CJ Stroud needs a lawyer, just just so the lawyer can say we plead the fifth to every question he ever gets. Just shut up. CJ,
2: call me. I want to be your lawyer.
0: <laughs> Shut the f up, Friday, CJ. It's yeah. every day of the week.
1: And uh, he didn't do himself any favors. I mean, the, the company tried to throw him like a lifeline and said, "Hey, some of these scores out there are fake." And he just—I I mean, he made, made it very, very clear he didn't do well on that on that test. Like, dude, <laughs> uh, what are we doing? What are nice. we doing? This but nice. I didn't want him anyway. So, and nor do I want Anthony Richardson, who is—I'm uh, just. Destined to be, uh, to to be to get someone fired. You He's can't you get someone can't, fired. Can't
0: justify taking Richardson over Jalen Carter because they're both high upside risks, right? Except one was the best player in college football, and one got Florida to seven and five or whatever. Yeah,
2: I mean, I, you convinced me. You're, I mean, Jalen Carter. I mean Brian's convinced. I'm me. taking Tyree
1: Wilson if he's on the board. Or oh, yeah,
2: I'm, I assume Wilson and Anderson are gone. And, I'm assuming Yeah, yeah I'll I'm take good. Wilson or Anderson in front of Carter because they're safer and they're good players. And, and if they aren't yeah. there, I'm taking Devin With Devin Witherspoon. And, yeah, and, I mean that's that's playing the thing.
0: Yeah, he's he's a good he's a good player. I think he'll yeah. be he'll be a good player.
1: So the Michigan guys, I mentioned this before we went to the mm-hmm. break. I I mean, we have seen uh some consistent buzz about DJ Turner being late. Uh, a potential late first rounder, but lately have seen Mozzie Smith kind of popping up here and there as maybe a first rounder. You think either of those guys gets their name called tonight?,
0: um, uh, probably not. I, I think that they're both solid second rounders. Like Smith is a guy who just doesn't bring enough pass rush, I think to to justify a first round pick. and then, you know, uh, DJ Turner has that combine performance. Um, and he was he was very good last year, but You know, I think there's a pretty big gap between him and a Witherspoon or a Christian Gonzalez. So, I I feel like Michigan will have to wait till tomorrow to to hear a guy called.
3: Yeah, there's a possibility. It depends on what happens with the cornerback board. I kind of been looking through mock drafts to see like it's really there's there's just a very direct uh, order, right? And he's like number four, number five in the cornerbacks. So it's like, can you fit five cornerbacks into the first round? No. Are there going to be four cornerbacks going in the first round? Maybe it depends on who trades and, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, my DJ Turner, I, I I'm doing his write up right now. I was gonna post on the blog later this afternoon. He's just such a high floor, and then the ceiling is incredible. Because if you can put some weight on that guy, that's his problem right now. He just gets pushed around by these, you know, by big receivers. And you know, the NFL, I, I, I Michigan is is <laughs> really good at developing their players. So like you want, we know that that's gonna probably be a little bit more uphill than they realize. But I think that some teams gonna look and say like, "Oh my God, you got a cornerback who can move like that! Like that's ninety percent of what you need in a cornerback right there." Especially the way that like the Amon St. Browns are just destroying the NFL right now because
2: nobody's got that kind of speed. Uh, my question is: It possible that Mozzie slides to the Lions in round two?
1: I think so.
0: Yeah, I don't think that's off. That's out of the question. I mean,
2: might be if they don't take Jalen Carter. Uh, if they do take a corner, I mean, he might be a reasonable pick for them in round two.
0: Well, Turner would actually. I mean, if they don't or take Turner. Witherspoon, that would be a, a yeah. reasonable pick for them as well. I so. agree.
2: I agree with that. Yeah, yeah there's
1: a lot of Deontay Banks buzz out of Maryland in at round 18. If they don't go corner, or so pick say, 18. Maybe, yeah. Let's say they do go Jalen Carter at six. Mm -hmm. Then Deontay Banks at 18 uh, makes a lot of sense. Another 4-3 guy, brings you some size. A lot of post-combine buzz with him. Just don't – there are a couple of guys I want you to – please don't take B. John Robinson. Now, I think B. John Robinson is a great player. I think he's a terrific player. I just don't think it fits what the Lions have to get out of this draft, and that is surefire either. Surefire starter or rotation guy right now. He's your yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's not a. It's not a spot of need. Running backs in the first round, or you know. I mean, I. I don't think he's going to be there. Right.
0: But if if he was there with the second pick, I'd be like, ah, uh, he's
2: second round. Oh, second pick, and so the second 18? pick in the
0: first round. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm. I'm a pass. I'm a hard pass yeah. on Bijan Robinson. I just got to give round, my yeah. shout out real quick to Brett
3: Coleman. That's the. That's the dude I listen to about the NFL and. Uh, he's got nah. a thing you put out three weeks ago on who the Lions would draft, and that that's standing up pretty well right now. So look, just look up Brett
1: Coleman Lions, and you'll get all, every, a lot more than we can say. All right, folks, that'll do it for us here on today's show. msoftballacademy.org, the Softball Academy this afternoon. Take part. If you can't take part, be sure to donate and make strides against breast cancer through the Softball Academy at msoftballacademy.org. we got to get out of here. We'll see you tomorrow on the Michigan Insider. a Sports Talk 1050, WTK, Ticket, the official voice of the University of Michigan Sports, Ann Arbor, Accumula Station.